0: Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify black letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening.
1: What volume do you do where you are now? And what are the logistics challenges like, you know, compared to I don't, being in the military, being a, a brigade commander or a battalion, I don't know battalion commander, whatever you did, but what are the challenges? How have you been able to use some of your background to help you run this
2: nonprofit? Well, the one thing about, one, uh, well, the military, as you well know, is it's teamwork, it's all around teamwork. Uh, you have to have the, the, the support of your subordinates, you have to have support of your non-commissioned officers, your other officers, their, their leadership positions, and you have to have, make sure that everybody, uh, as I call them, become true believers in what the commander's intent is aimed to achieve. So how you do that is you get everybody around and you explain to them what's going on and you ask for their input. We are about a $30,000 a month operation. So one of my one of my biggest challenges is to make sure we do that. So one of my big goals is to find enough, as I call them true believers, people who really believe in what we're doing can, can understand what we're doing and actually may have experienced it. They have friends who have service dogs, they have family members. They see yep. that from their employer, fellow employees who have a dog. And they also relate to it themselves, who just the comfort that they have from their own dog at home, that they would say, you know what, this is something I could get behind. So we're trying to, to increase our monthly donor support to cover that 30,000 a month, just from individual donors. It can be done, people are out there, uh, we need to do it. So people that are on my LinkedIn site, the thousands of people that are out there, if you just donated $10 a month, yeah, that, would, that, would, that would be great. Uh, everybody on my Facebook page, a month, we can do this. It's the power of small numbers. So covering that 30,000 would be the big goal. Whenever you've got your team together, always ask for their input. You'd be surprised how how some of these folks have some really, really good ideas. Or they may see something based on their experience or what they're experiencing, even with the corporation at the time or me and this nonprofit with Veterans Moving Forward, that I either didn't think about or I, don't, I didn't see it in that particular light, especially when you're working with volunteers. So getting their input is very critical to the success of the organization. However, once everything is done, there's still only one commander. There's still only one president. And so whenever you make the decision, do so. Believe in what you're, what you're doing. But as we also learn in the military, we had operations orders, and it started out looking good on paper until we actually started to execute. And then we started doing the alternate orders or what we used to call the frag orders. Because things change, frag, everything changes. Well, as soon as you do that, so you got this beautifully printed strategic plan, you got the direction, you figure out how much budget you're gonna need, two months into that strategic plan, yeah, Murphy comes to town. So what you do is you have to be able to adjust. You can't just keep going at it, and saying, "Well, this is what it, this is what the plan says, so this is how we're going to have to do that." Well, nope. It's a living document, and it needs to be revised and updated as you move along, as you also get your team members to to come along with you. I like to think of it as the pipe piper, where I get all the team together, and then this was really important not only for the current job but especially in my prior opportunity with uh, employers for the Garden Reserve with the 5,000 volunteers that I had across the country to make sure they understand the direction, how important it was that they were part of that solution, that they were integral to how we organized and that each one of them played a critical part in the overall success of it. One of my favorite things that I did, and uh, I've done it here with ESGR, I mean with uh, Veterans Moving Forward, is I had a slide that had just Lego pieces. And I told everybody that you are in essence like a Lego piece. Everybody's a different shape, size, functionality, experience, where do I go? Where do I fit? What, how does this do? I said, but at the end of the day, these Lego pieces are gonna form the letters of, back then, ESGR, and today, veterans moving forward, VMF. And it was, and so I had an artist guy the, to draw these letters with all these different Lego pieces and colors that kind of look like the letters. And mm-hmm. I said, if you notice, they all fit. And if you notice, they all work together. And if you notice, they all accomplish the mission of a successful organization. And it's because each one of you are, are part of that critical asset uh, that we need to make sure that we can accomplish our mission. And for us, that's training and placing these service dogs with these deserving veterans. Or dealing with mental or physical challenges.
1: So if I could summarize then what I've got Gordon is uh, first thing is get buy-in and input from everybody then make the plan and then no plan survives contact with the enemy be ready to adjust but you've got to execute the plan once you have the plan. those are kind of the, the pieces of
2: wisdom uh, that you you you've shared. Did I summarize that pretty fairly? Yep, and I would I would just add one other piece because every plan has a resource requirement, and one of the things that I learned when I was uh, in the Pentagon doing uh, when I was responsible for Army training is that there was a tendency for the government to say, "Well, we only have so much money in the budget, so therefore we can only train X amount," which is a true statement. But what the what the ten the tenor of the conversation took on was. Well, whatever amount of money we could train, that was the requirements that we need to function for the Army, which is absolutely incorrect in my view. So for example, I need to train 100 Apache pilots in a year. Well, I've only got funding for 50 Apache pilots. So instead of saying, well, I'm fully funded because I can fund 50 Apache pilots, I would say, no, we're we're 50% funded because I still need 50 more pilots. To meet the requirements right. that we have worldwide, so that's why I tell people don't let resources drive the operations train. Make sure the operators drive the resource train. Don't change the requirements based on how many dollars that you may or may not have. Identify it if you're short, then you've got a, then you've got an unfunded requirement that you've got to make up for. It. That's where we are with Veterans Moving Forward. Again, you mentioned earlier thirty thousand dollars a month operation. So if I don't get thirty thousand dollars this month. That doesn't mean that we're that we're only training half a dog. Right. What it means is next month, whatever that delta is, I've got to raise thirty thousand plus that plus month the delta. To, to stay on track and, and, and still be able yeah. to accomplish our mission. The platform
3: has significantly evolved since I initially joined. When I initially joined, LinkedIn was just about the, the connections, the connections piece. Right. But I think there's two other pieces to LinkedIn that are extremely important, especially for attorneys in raising their profile. Uh, the second is your profile itself and how you fill out your profile and how you, what you add to your profile and having a robust profile around you and who you are as a person and the problems you solve. And then the third piece is what is the content that you're sharing on the platform? And so okay. often when I think about LinkedIn, you know usually like oh tell me about linkedin and then i'll go back to him like well tell me about your goals you know and so linkedin is the tool but it, you need to have your own intentions and your own goals and what do you want to do with the platform i also think about linkedin in terms of your own thought leadership right you might want to write an article for your firm on a particular topic whether it be ip or corporate or tax or, you know, you name the, uh, the practice area, well, LinkedIn is a great way to be the megaphone of your own thought leadership. And so these are more activities. It's kind of like brushing your teeth. It's kind of like being able to do these things on a habitual basis. I think too often attorneys get so focused in their head like, oh, everybody knows this. Well, it's kind of like, no, that's your special sauce. That is your gift. And your job is not to internalize that, but rather share that in bite sized pieces uh, with your community. And dare I say, it okay. can also be one more thing you can use LinkedIn to be uh, an ambassador for your firm. So, whenever uh, folks in your own practice group or in peer practice groups are doing really great things, sharing that with your network and saying, you know, I'm really excited about what my firm did here. Uh, They got a really great win for this client. Look at the news on here. I'm so excited. We've got these folks on Chambers, whatever that looks like. So there's a multitude of ways that attorneys can think about the LinkedIn platform to advance their goals. So when you talk about the silence, the overcoming yourself, the consistency, all those kinds of things, when I think about Paris, and like one of my favorite experiences was on July 14th, they had like this Bastille Day event, and the U.S. Embassy was bringing in the board of directors of Monticello, and we were Great. taking them all around it, and ended up having a dinner inside the Eiffel Tower, with the fireworks going off, like the best view of the fireworks inside. That the- is oh. an expensive restaurant. I've been there.
1: Yeah, that's and crazy. So I, and I
3: and I. And I and I made a promise to myself at that moment where I'm watching the fireworks and I'm like, I love this. I love how I feel right now. I love all these opportunities that have happened. I'm like, I'm gonna keep in touch forever. I'm gonna set up a whole, and so it got me leaning into more around how I thought about people and who were good to me and who, who could I bring into my world and staying organized. So my first piece of advice is define who your ties are, right? And list them out. Like build the list, but using that okay. four quadrants, because it's amazing. Build the list, right? Build the list. Build the okay. list. Because it's amazing to me when it when I come to attorneys and I work with them and I'm like, all right, who do you know? And they're like, I don't know anybody. <laughs> and I'll, sometimes I'm saying, I'll say to them, you're lying to me. I know you're lying to me, right? Uh, well, I've met some lawyers who might not know anybody. I'm
1: just saying. <laughs> might not know very many. Anyway,
3: sorry. Right. Go ahead. I Yeah. So, so so I think the first thing is building a list. Uh, I think the second thing is, you know, getting your mindset in the right place, right? Okay. So you're not asking the person to be written into their will. You're not asking right. to move in with them. You're not asking these, you know, enormous types of things. So uh, uh, the second piece is around how you think about your network and this magic word called networking, right? And, you know, the way I try to help attorneys, you know, think through that is how do you move from this, like, transact- transactional notion of networking where I need to extract some value from you. So gimme, 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 gimme. When in reality, authentic uh, relationship building, authentic Uh, your authentic social network is about how can you on a daily basis think about one who's done some good good in your world right okay so uh, so for me the mindset reframe is the second piece on how can we think about people that have done good in your world and sharing it with them
1: the mindset reframe I'm not sure I I understand the idea of reframing your mindset. We've heard that before, but as practical advice. How, what do you mean? So people who've done good in your world, like somebody who's done something charitable or somebody who's just given you a referral or who who are those people? What do you mean by that? All
3: right, so maybe the mindset reframe, maybe we should just call it start your thanking party.
1: Start Start your thanking party. Build your list, start your thanking party. See, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for Zoom taglines. Yes. Politician
3: taglines. Start your thank. So tell me about that. So so, uh, I often talk about appreciation as currency, and often we don't use that currency enough. Uh, Got it. So when you have a daily intention and you think about all the good things that are in your world, who have helped you get to where you are? You know, who was that first teacher? Who was that first client? Who was that former mentor? And so one of the things that I often think about after I was able to get my kids to school is who can I thank today? Right? And wow. then, and then you use your Excel file and your CRM and your social tools to look at that and say, "Who's worthy of thanks? Who of all the things that I know how to do, I just won this client. Um, I just figured this thing out. Well, who taught you how to do that?" So, having a daily appreciation intention is really important. We often talk about gratitude practices, but we don't integrate gratitude practices with our network, right? You know. Wow. Right. So start your thinking party. <laughs> okay, got it. Build your list. Start your
1: thinking party. And do we have a number three on your list of, of pieces of advice? I love those two things. So, I'm internalizing them.
3: Awesome. So I think the I think the third piece is, and you know, this is a chapter in my book, is really breaking through your own Bermuda Keep in Touch triangle.
1: So I saw that. Yes. So I'm confused. Though the Bermuda Triangle is that a bad thing or a good thing? I'm a little confused about the metaphor, right? Because I know it's a thing; it's not a real thing. Nobody I, there aren't. I mean, I've read about this. It's not; it's a kind of a myth. But it is a myth. But it is. Exactly,
3: exactly. Exactly. Oh, so tell me, exactly. tell me metaphor. It. You uh, have nailed it. The Bermuda gotcha. Triangle is a myth. It does not even exist. So, like I in these that. legends, you know that the planes and ships would you know yeah, spell yeah. forever. It doesn't exist.
1: Okay, so I it love that. So does, tell us about the Bermuda Triangle.
3: So, 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 what is your keep in touch Bermuda Triangle? It's this notion of all these things that are in your head that hold you back from actually getting back in touch with somebody. Okay. So, so you've got your CRM or your Excel file, you've got your list, you've got all these things, but your heart is not in it because of what's going on. So I
1: know what you're. So you're like, I haven't talked to them since college. It would be weird. That's probably the number one thing for me. I'm like, God, they were great friends, and I'll connect with them on social media or like a post. But if I'm like, hey, I'd like to catch up, they'll be like, why the F do you want to catch up with me after 25 years randomly? Like, what's your motivation? It seems seems weird. I might ask that. I wouldn't. I would be happy to talk to them. And I can't, but it's hard to reframe in your mind. You're like, wow, if that friend of mine reached out, I'd love to talk to them but you're thinking that they're gonna have a reaction they might not have, right? Is that, is that kind of the Bermuda? I'm so sure there are these,
3: others. Yeah, so you, what you're describing are this, the three foundational emotions, guilt, fear, and worry. So what you're describing are fear and worry, right? You're yeah. Describing fear and What's worry. What's the guilt and, one? The guilt one, oh, the guilt one, and it's the most common one. The guilt is, oh my God, I was responsible for not maintaining this relationship. When in reality, the relationship just fizzled, right? I never even thought of that.
1: Interesting. Yes. Like I said, I'm not good at the guilt thing. I don't But I see okay. that. I understand that people have that. Okay. Yeah. So those are the three things. So the three things are build your list and then start your thanking party. You're right. Thank, start, start thanking people and who they are. And then the third thing is um, break through... The myths in your head, I don't know, or break through it, the Bermuda Triangle, or that. What? How would you? What's your What's your tagline?
3: Uh, my tagline. I get it. Good. Rescue yourself from your own Bermuda Keep in Touch Triangle. Uh-huh.
1: Rescue yourself. From, rescue yourself from your own fears. Yes, so I, I get it. Bermuda Keep in Touch Triangle. If you've read Jason's book, you know what the Bermuda Keep in Touch Triangle is. But um, rescue yourself from your own fears about getting in touch generally. But I'll you
4: lo- okay, we'll use yours. Awesome look it's three things and you've done the same thing tom so this isn't going to be news to you but you have to have a plan right know where you want to be and and how you get there might be completely different from the plan but you got to have a plan um you got to be persistent and then probably the biggest thing is you got to be patient you know so many young professionals and lo- young lawyers come to me and you know they want right now to be the vp or the boss uh same thing at a law firm you know uh, b- building a book of business and aviation law took me three to five years. The purposeful part of it was I would go to conferences and figure out who I was going to meet there. And then I would go again the next year and go again the following year and build those relationships, right? Yep. Long
1: tail. So, so yeah, so is, I don't know. Is that three
4: pieces or one? So you've got to have a
1: plan. You've got to yeah. be persistent and you've got to be patient. So would you say it's the
4: three P's? Plan persistence, patience, or P. Yeah, P- Yeah, you can add a footnote and say purposeful. But no, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, here's here's the great one on the persistence, right? Now, I remember when I was practicing in Charleston, I was trying to get some business from American Airlines. My real good friend was there. He was a Navy uh, Navy JAG, former Navy JAG guy. He came back to me and said, "Mark, you know, you're not admitted in D.C. and the General Counsel wants somebody admitted in D.C." I said, "You got to be kidding me, you know?" Because I. I I said, okay, I got it. But you know what I did? I got admitted in DC. I put it on the website. I traveled back and forth to DC. And two years later, he called me up and said, hey, I think we've got some work for you. So, you know, that's the persistence and patience. Um, yeah.
0: Don't, don't let the door shut on you. Figure out how to open it. That's fantastic. Great. Well, I guess I got, gosh, Mark, if if I, if, I don't know if you have
1: anything else, but that's what I was looking for, your three, you know, pieces of advice. So plan, uh, persistence, and patience. And I guess you'd say purposeful planning, purposeful persistence, and purposeful patience. If you just want to make it fully alliterative, you can have that. Maybe you can put that on your blog and say everything's purposeful, and it's the three Ps.
0: That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode, and check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.